0: I'm Haley from Gallifrey Public Radio, a Doctor Who fandom podcast and part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting geeky shows at gunnageeknetwork.com. Hello all you lovely people in Internet Land and welcome to episode 88 of Game Life Balance Australia. <coughs> Pardon me. I'm your host, Robert Bailey, and I'm joined as always by some dooted up egg sucking gutter trash, Andrew A. C. Yoshimura. I am indeed dooted up. <laughs> I don't suck an egg though. You're not not a big fan of the old egg. I think we can all agree though that you are definitely gutter trash. Oh. I have I've literally slept in a gutter before. How was that? Uh wet. <laughs> Was it raining?
1: Or? No, no, the gutter was just damp because it had been raining or someone had tossed something out there. It was oh. in an alley in Japan. My friend Charlie was there. You know how it is.
0: <laughs> That's just how it goes sometimes.
1: That's <laughs> yes. how it be. I have slip, slept in a literal gutter. Yeah. And yep. that is my claim to fame. My only claim to fame. Not even like 88 episodes of this podcast. That's a claim, but not a claim to fame. <laughs> a claim to infamy, perhaps? Maybe. Yeah. No, but that I do like that line though.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because not only does that yes. does that connect with our yes. central topic and game for today. That's right. But it's kind of that line has kind of a bit more infamy mm-hmm. among Australians.
0: That's right because there was that advertisement. Yeah. At the start of every like village road show VHS or something that you'd get from the Your local Video Easy or Video 2000, or whatever video, like Blockbuster or whatever that was in your area? I
1: I always, it was either Video 2000 or Video Easy for me. Yeah. And they'd have the ratings, like the classifications, like (laughs) G, PG, M. M A and R, I think it was, mm-hmm. and then they'd they'd go through like cartoons, and then the PG one was always dooted up, egg
0: sucking gutter trash. That's right. That was to let you know that there was some there was some adult some language. Being mild used. language, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: that's right. And then M was I can't remember what the other ones are, but R is like a Madonna film where she's mostly naked or something.
0: <clears throat> I think. Yeah, that's right. I had to find like G rated examples of things that were not G rated, which was a real challenge. <laughs> <laughs> like They want to put something in That implies swearing But that it's not swearing and, Yeah And they came up with that scene From from Back to the Future 3
1: Yeah that's I mean that, that's good enough I mean yeah. The funny thing is about that ad Is that it's got like A mum and dad And like Brother Older brother And younger sister They get to the PG part And I think Like the mum covers put, The yes. little sister's ears That's right And then towards the end It's just like The R rating is just The dad and the mum Just kind of like Elbowing each other a little bit Like something We shouldn't be watching this But they're in a <laughs> video store The entire time Yeah So I just like the idea That this this video store Is just like Just displaying R rated movies <laughs> These like two pairs Are the only ones left in there
0: hey, Or they're man.
1: not or they're not the only the ones The kids in the
0: video there. store are having a bit of fun <laughs> <laughs> that night when the boss is away. Oh, uh, I, I do miss the video store. Yeah, the even, old video store. Right? Even after I came back
1: to Australia from Japan in 2010, like I still joined a video store. Like mm-hmm. There was one in Woden, like, right. a video easy that I still joined. and <laughs> It was like 10, 10 DVDs for $10 for
0: yeah. like a week
1: or something at that stage. And I would get 10. I wouldn't watch them all. But mm-hmm. I still like going there and just perusing.
0: Yeah. It's funny to think how that's 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 an experience that has passed. Yeah. Um, the way of the world. Yeah, like business models come and go. The they had a good 30 years, yeah. or at least a good 25 years, I suppose. Gosh. <laughs> Just a sign of a time, you know, and we used to get our little video games from there as well. Uh, but the game we're talking about today, AC, is not one that you could find at your local video easy. No. And if you did find it there, then someone's committed some kind of crime. <laughs> some kind of import crime. <laughs> that's right. Because
1: since it is episode 88... Mm-hmm. And because I love Back to the Future, today we are going to be talking about a Back to the Future game. Mm-hmm. One of the not bad ones. <laughs> That's right. Sadly, didn't come out in the West. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. Alright, so we're going to be talking about Super Back to the Future
0: 2. Was there ever a Super Back to the Future 1? No. Hmm. There was also
1: not a super Back to the Future three mm. as well. But when you look at the the trilogy as a whole, yes, the second movie is definitely the most marketable.
0: Yes, that's true
1: because it's got f- it's got the future and it's got the
0: hoverboards and mm-hmm. it's got flying cars and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's got a lot of levels. Like because the first game really has you know the present eighty five. You and- mean the first movie? Yeah, the first movie. Yeah. Sorry, has nine eighty five and then nine fifty five. That's two settings. Yep. Uh, and the third movie has, you know, 1955. And then 1885. Uh, yeah. yeah not, and
1: mostly not 1885.
0: Yeah. yeah. But this game, sorry, this movie, the second movie has like four <laughs> settings. It has mm. 1950, uh, 1985, yep. a regular 85. Yep. Our Wholesome Family Values 85. Yep. It has uh, The Future. Yep. It has 2015. 2015. Mm-hmm. It has Messed Up, Biff Running Everything 85. Yep. And it also has 85? 1955. Yep, it does. So indeed. it's got four settings, it which does. makes it much more like worthy. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, like only
1: the first like few minutes mm. uh, take place in regular 1985.
0: That's true. That is true. Um, so there's
1: th- there are three decent settings in this one. Yeah. And, and they, uh, they used them all in this game. They do. yeah. So, Super Back to the Future 2 was uh, released in 1993 for the Super Famicom in Japan only. Mm-hmm. It was mildly successful, but I don't think it was a big financial success. Mm. From what I can tell, it kind of, it appeared, people thought it was okay, it was good, it mm-hmm. broke even, probably, and then it went away. Mm. And the developer is like, Toshiba EMI or
0: something like that. Yeah, Toshiba EMI, something like that. Mm. Yes,
1: and yes. I don't recognise any of the programmers or uh, or the developer of this. And I got to say, it's a decent game. Mm. We'll get into what it is and all that kind of stuff. But first, I thought we'd actually talk about. The rest of the terrible Back to the Future
0: games. Oh, sure, okay, let's do that. So, um, what was the first Back to? Well, actually, maybe that's too hard a question. What was the first one you want to talk about today? Okay, the earliest
1: one. The earliest one I think um, was probably the NES. LJN uh, published game,
0: wonderful. Make purveyors of fine video games. LJN. Yeah,
1: um, I don't. I mean, like because of angry video game nerd, you know. Obviously, they have more of a reputation now than they did before.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, and not a good one. Uh, I think they're just very average. I don't think they're like terrible spit on the game sort of things. Like the Back to the Future game was not very Back to the Future related. Uh, the, the character didn't look like the character didn't dress like him, and it was just a bunch of mini games. You know, like collecting clocks and, like, getting beers and kind of, like, a a beer time sort of scenario sliding along. (laughs) Except I think they're milkshakes from memory. (laughs) You know, I have played it. It's not good in Mm. any sense of the word, but it's not, like, the most terrible game ever. Sure. Just don't play it. Don't bother. Don't waste your time. It's not super great. Yeah. Uh, Back to the Future 2. There is, like, a, a Back to the Future 2 and 3 mixed game. Okay. Um once again for the NES, I think, and like, one of them is you have to go to different time periods to pick things up in a certain order, and Back to the Future 3 is uh, I can't remember, I think just jumping over things on a horse, I think it's in like four levels or something like that, I could be mixing them up, I think there might be a like a 16-bit Back to the Future 3 game as well. Oh, interesting. It's, it kind of runs together because none of them are very good. Yeah, there's Back to the Future 3 for the Mega Drive and
0: Susiga. I think that's the one where... System?
1: Yeah, I think that's the one where you're jumping over stuff and f- falling off... On a horse, falling off the back of a, a wagon or something. Back to the Future 2, um, there was one by Imageworks, I think it was. Right. Um, that I found... For Like a 386 And I was so happy And I spent all my money on it I think it was a second hand copy as well Right It was one of those small PC boxes That you get at the time That It's just Mm -hmm. a box And then It's like a very thin manual And a couple of floppies in there Yeah right And I was so happy to get this But I couldn't get it to work Mm. I fiddled around with so much stuff Anyway It took me about a week Of trying and failing And messing around With video card settings I finally got this thing to work And it was a piece of shit damn it it just didn't it didn't run well it was kind of Marty on a hoverboard isometrically kind of very slowly going and everything Mm. would kill you and it had hopeless hip hit sorry hit detection
0: right right
1: so i kind of just gave up on back to the future games there which is a shame because it's my favorite movie
0: yeah it is a shame with such a great ip like that you would think they could come up with something a bit better than that and obviously they didn't because all of their games at the time sucked except for this one. Yeah, and it's very ironic. This is this one didn't come out in the West. Yeah, so we all missed out. Um, but if you're in Japan and you were a fan of these movies, then you were lucky. You got to enjoy this particular game.
1: Yeah, and. A, it's not the greatest game. That's
0: fine. But we'll get to that.
1: Yeah, it's serviceable. So mm. it's basically what we call super super deformed or chibi. Yes. So they're all kind of the cute versions. You know, big heads, little bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, they have cutscenes. Doc runs out and kind of waves his arms around, and then um, Marty and Jennifer get into the DeLorean, and it takes off into flight mode and goes to 2015. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cute because, like, Doc is just kind of, like, waving his arms up and down with his, like, yellow, mm-hmm. like, trench coat on and stuff. It's mm. it's kind of cool. Yeah. And it has the music. It actually has the Alan Silvestri score. They yeah. got the rights to that as well, which was in none of the other games.
0: Yeah, this game actually does a pretty good job of evoking the films, more so than... I mean, I haven't seen every single Back to the Future game Under the Sun, mm. but this one seems to be the one that looks, sounds... and to some extent Feels like the The movie yeah. In a way I mean it, You know With the chibi Sort of thing <laughs> Like there's a layer There's a layer If you like Of like Japan Over this Oh yes but, Definitely But it's still Very recognisably Back to the future De- um, Yeah And uh, yeah I think I think Just from a pure Fan service level I think they nail it You know So the story And the gameplay mm. Do hit most of the beats Yeah Of The movie itself
1: mm-hmm. So you do start off in 2015 after the first cutscene. You're on a hoverboard. Yeah. You're evading the gang. But all you're really doing is um, you're, just, you're on a hoverboard for the entire game. Yes. Just Marty kind of floating gently up and down, mm-hmm. looking directly at the camera, kind of freaky, freakily enough. Yeah. <laughs> and this is basically a uh, 2D more or less linear platformer.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, There's the, the levels are um, not super linear. There's like... There's a lot of verticality to the levels. There are, yeah, uh,
1: and there but, is, there's a bit of going back and forth, and a couple yeah. of alternate paths, but yeah. for the most
0: part, it's, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, just going from one end, and you try and find the goal at the other end. Yeah, Marty attacks by when you hit jump, Marty does a sweet sort of spin on his um on his hoverboard, yeah. and that's your attack. It's almost like a Sonic spin, really, because if you if you if you hit that button, even if you're just you know at the how do I say, even if you're only at the start of your jump. You still kill any enemy that, that hits you. So it is. That was the, the, the attack that it reminded me the most of was was Sonic. Hmm. Because as long as you're jumping, you're good. Um, but the moment your feet hit the ground, you're vulnerable again. Yeah. So, so um, you're
1: jumping a lot, but jumping yeah. does have its own dangers as well. Lots of spikes and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And
0: the game has not. One thing that the controls aren't super great with is air control. Yeah. And I think that's probably a deliberate choice to make you feel like you're on a hoverboard. But the drawback is that it doesn't feel anywhere near as tight as a game like Mario for. I mean Mario's obviously it's very I'm am using a very you know high bar to mm. compare a platformer to Mario but like you can just really feel how sort of relatively like, clumsy, it feels, compared yeah. to a game like... And
1: they're, they're like trying that. to make it a little slippery mm. um, and a bit floaty, I think it's the all deliberate. Yeah, like, because you're on a hoverboard. Yeah. They're trying to give it, you know, that kind of aspect of it. Yeah, You do lose control. It's difficult to make jumps sometimes because you need a bit of momentum. Yeah, that's and right. And it's easy to get momentum, but also the, the blocks that you need to jump on are quite small.
0: Yeah, that's right. And, and the game, it's sort of like... I mean, again, it's all deliberate to make you feel like you're on a hoverboard, but, mm. you know, when you land your jump, you still move for a little bit, like... You have to kind of pull the. You have to kind of like use the brakes, or I don't know, like you know, kick, kick the back of the board up to kind of slow down, you know. Yeah. And, um So it it just means that it's not as precise as you need it to be, and the game demands a lot of you. With some of the platforming sections, like they're pretty, pretty challenging. They and, are. Um, and
1: yeah, it's it <clears throat> wouldn't even be easy for Sonic or Mario. Some of these challenges, but on a hoverboard, yeah. you know, it's yeah. One one of the problems with this game, and there's, there's kind of two main problems, three. Mm. Um, number one Marty's animation of, of Of him flipping On the hoverboard Yeah As an attack Looks cool mm. But there are so many Frames of animation To make it look cool yeah. And there's only like Four or five of them Or something That it It does You're not really sure Where he's gonna land yeah. All the time
0: Yeah yeah Number
1: two because of this animation mm. and the graphics, which are pretty decent, mm. and the other sprites, which can be pretty big on screen, yeah. creates a lot of slowdown. Yeah,
0: and that's a problem because you don't want like I'm 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 fine with a bit of slowdown in my games. AC, mm. my old my old sixteen uh, bit eight eight bit era games, but. Um, Slow down every single time you hit the jump button, that's not desirable. That's no. not what you want. Um,
1: no, and it's not It's not always big slowdown, but if you've got no. more than two enemies on the screen or, like, more than two things going on, then that flip does cause slowdown. Yeah,
0: and that, that does cause trouble because then you're having to sort of, you know, adjust your your gameplay style, basically, on the fly, mm. like, as the game speeds up and slows down. So, it, it adds this extra layer of, of challenge to it. But and the game's the- not, like, terribly hard. No, it's, no. It's... I- f- probably fine for its era you know it's annoying at places but
1: i think the the third thing that's wrong with this Mm. is that um there are a few enemy surprises
0: yeah like dickish placements of enemies yeah like like because
1: you you feel the the characters in this are pretty big like because they're chibi and and like a lot of the enemies have massive heads and like they come on motorcycles Mm. motorcycles are very fast so you have to be if you just go an edge onto frame where one of these guys is, it just suddenly zooms into you. Yeah. So you kind of got to know it's there, which is a bit dickish, but, you
0: know... It's got a bit of that old, like, platform game bullshit in it, where it's like, you need to play the level a few times and, like, fall prey to all the traps for beginners, you know, and then to to sort of learn the level and then you can get through it. Um, So there are quite... There's, like, six worlds. Yeah. Uh,
1: Some of them are just the same world, but in a different locale. Yeah, that's right. So there's, like, 2015... Uh, mm-hmm. And then you fight Biff at the end of, like, um, or Griff at the end of that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you go back to alternate 1985. Mm-hmm. I'm obviously skipping some of the welds here because some of them are like, there's like two welds in like 2015 and stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: And then you go to. Uh, alternate 1985 the streets and then the pleasure palace and then a graveyard
0: yeah that's right that's right
1: and then you go to um 1955 mm-hmm. and you know there's like just cool guys in, in um you know jazz men and cool guys in uh, hats and <laughs> yeah and um sunglasses and stuff and then mm-hmm. you fight biff at the end and you get the almanac back and he gets covered in in manure
0: That's right That's the last scene of the game Is him getting covered in manure And then yeah. the credits roll Yeah Which is so great it, it, Yeah it's
1: pretty fun mm. So <laughs> it, it does hit all the beats um, mm-hmm. He's on his hoverboard the whole time Which just makes the whole thing Kind of comical Yeah He's got a great idle animation
0: Yes he does He sort of st- he, t- he stops standing on the board And kind of flips it in the air And holds it under his arm and Yeah Kind of smiles at the camera He's a very cool. He's a very like Self aware Um like, platforming character. Like, yeah. he's, he's constantly... Like, he's mentioned it before, but he's constantly looking at the screen. There is a bit of Sonic about this character. Yes. Yeah, I think that's right. I think it's more than just the jump attack. It is. There's yeah. something about... The going- idle animation, the speed. The fact that, like, when you hold... There's also a button you can hold down that makes him go faster. So, yeah, like, I think they wanted the game to be pretty fast paced yeah but well, what you find is that because this is a flaw with the game is that because it has all those dickish kind of traps and like pitfalls to like trip up players you haven't you know played the level a 100 times over um you can't actually play the, the game fast you have to slow down and like take your time with each level because which is a, similar to the first sonic game as yeah well. and a which, lot of sonic games and that's the problem that's the exact same criticism of sonic really is that it sounds fun in theory to, to zoom through a level, but in mm. reality, you can't really do that. No, it's not much of a game if that's all you do. And in fact, like to get to the point where you can zoom through a level takes a long time. So um, yeah, it's just a bit disappointing because you want to you just do rad stunts on your hoverboard, of course, but you end up just inching your way through the levels, carefully avoiding all the spikes. Yeah, and then, and then
1: reacting super, super quickly.
0: Yeah, yeah. So
1: one of the other great things about this game is his death animation.
0: Yes, it's quite good. And um, so, so what happens when you lose a life? I just want to explain this because yeah, yeah. uh, when you lose all your lives, it's even different. Yeah. So when you lose one life, um, he falls onto the ground, clutching his stomach um, with his eyes crossed out, little X's, like, X'd <laughs> like out. Very cartoony kind of yeah. you know, death scene. But it looks like he's in a lot of pain because he's, like... He's, <laughs> he's still twitching. He's twitching on the ground like like he's just... De- like, like he's cri- dead. Like he's yeah. crippled with agony, basically. <laughs> um, but after you lose all your lives... Um, his soul leaves his body and floats up the top of the screen. You get to see Marty McFly like go to heaven, which is great as well. Um, just to think about that character's like untimely death. And remember, if
1: you die in 1955, you go to 1955 heaven. Mm-hmm. That place sucks. That's right. That's a very racist version of heaven, that one.
0: Yeah, it, all the dance parties are really, like, heavily controlled with, like, chaperones <laughs> and stuff. It's not fun.
1: Uh, the password system is, is pretty cool in this game as well. Uh-huh. Um, they're just four letters that you you type into the ti- the um, time circuits.
0: Yeah, um, that's a cool little conceit, because yeah. it even it looks like the... The, the sort of LCD display in the in the DeLorean. You yeah, know? the LEDs display. Yeah. yeah, so that was cool.
1: Yeah, that's, that's, and it's this four-digit password, so it's pretty yeah. cool. It's pretty easy to skip to levels and find out what the password is. So all in all, it's just kind of a neat little game. Not yeah. a fantastic little game or anything. Mm-hmm. I did kind of want to just touch on how I experienced this game the first time. Yeah, sure. Um, mm-hmm. Because it's uh, related to a friend of ours. Um, I think it was Nathan who gave me something in the late 90s, like 1999, Mm. called ZSNES. Ah.
0: It was an emulator. Oh, right. Yeah, one of those. Like, it was not a great emulator, but it was an emulator. It worked. Yeah. It did the trick.
1: I had a Super Nintendo at Mm. the time, and it was like, at the time, it was still my main console. Mm. But I heard about this thing that could emulate the Mm -hmm. console, which I thought was was fantastic and of course by this stage the nintendo 64 had come out and which i didn't own and the playstation come out which i also didn't own at that time Mm -hmm. so it was it was an aging aged console yeah
0: yeah
1: um but the reason i wanted this is because i'd heard about all of these delicious exclusive games that Mm -hmm. were coming out in japan at the time um one of them was uh runma and there right. are like there are like five Runma games. Because
0: Runma's been a big love of yours. It yeah it for has. a long time. Yeah.
1: yeah. And yeah. and I heard that there were fighting games, but the one the like the one thing that I got, that
0: mm.
1: like, the one ROM that I got was actually the RPG. Right. So I could barely I say barely play it. I tried to play it and mm. I had no idea what was going on. So.
0: Right, yeah, yeah, So I
1: never really never really got very far in that game. Um, but the other one someone gave me was Super Back to the Future 2, and I went, oh, this sounds good. So I played it and z snes or i used to call it ZSNES, because mm-hmm. australian mm-hmm. uh had a save state function so i basically save scummed my way through that entire game nice and i thought it was pretty cool yeah yeah and it was almost like my little secret that i didn't really think about too much mm. until once again the the angry video game nerd did a video on this episode
0: yeah that's right
1: and said and talked about uh, back to the only good Back to the Future game was Back to the Fu- Super Back to the Future Two.
0: Yes. Yeah, so
1: I was actually trying to get a copy of this for ages, but because it had become popular in the West as the only good Back to the Future like 16-bit game, mm-hmm. the price shot up. Yeah, I did manage to get a not too expensive one. Okay, uh, it's still a bit expensive, like six thousand yen. I think so, about sixty bucks, but. You know, to have the Super Famicom card of you know my favorite movie and only good game yeah, in yeah. the series, I was happy to happy to happy to have it in the end. I
0: think. Sure, sure, worth the money. It's a collector's item. It is. So, would you recommend this game? Look, I think it's pretty good. It's fine. Um, there's nothing particularly wrong with it. It's a bit frustrating at times, but mm. I mean, most games of that era had had their like frustrating points. Uh, it's a bit hard to get your hands on, like you said. Um, but I, so, I suppose if you wanted to go down the emulator path, you could probably find it pretty easily that way. Um, and if you're into back to the future, then, you know, you can definitely do worse. Like as we've discussed in the last 15 minutes, <laughs> there are, this is this, you can absolutely do worse than this game. Um, so maybe a partial recommendation. I mean, do you like back to the future enough? Yeah. That's really where it comes down to. Um, if you're not into Back to the Future like give it a pass but if you really really like Back to the Future and you're into platform games from the 90s and you know you don't mind a bit of annoyance like just bullshit platforming bad enemy placement stuff like it's fine it's a fine game Hmm. so I'll give a partial recommendation Hmm. what do you think AC? Uh,
1: I'm in the same way, like, I'm obviously a big, the biggest Back to the Future fan. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad I have this game in my collection. I've, I'm glad I've played this game all the way through. Yeah. Albeit that was 20 years ago. And you and I did kind of play through it tonight. You beat the last boss, but we did just kind of, we save scummed a bit. And we also just kind of skipped levels using the, um, the very easy password system. Yeah. So look, if you are a big Back to the Future fan like me... I'm not going to say buy it because that shit's expensive now. Yeah. I'm going to say emulate it. Emulate the shit out of it. Just <laughs> go for it. Like, this, is, this isn't this is going to get a re-release because I'm not even sure who would own the rights to the programming and getting, like, because Toshiba EMI might not even exist in its current form. Yeah. Um, You're
0: practically not hurting anyone by by no, getting it wrong with this. And
1: the reason it didn't come out in the West was probably rights issues, because there was probably someone over here who already had the rights to publish Back to the Future Two games. Yeah, that would be right. Um, or they thought that because it was too chibi and super deformed, nobody would play it. Mm-hmm. But you know, they they did a respectable amount of work on this. If you are a big Back to the Future fan, I would say give it a go on an emulator. But other than that, don't really worry too much about it. You're not missing a whole lot. You can watch a a youtube video and get the the gist of it yeah there is one other game that came along that is uh, apparently quite decent okay which is the telltale game from yeah uh, 2010 yeah, yeah 2009 2010 mm-hmm. and uh yeah apparently a lot of people like it it had some good voice acting in there mm. uh, i th- tried to play it a few times and just I just didn't like the story. Mm,
0: That's fair enough. Yeah,
1: I just didn't really like the interface too much, so I just kind Mm. of gave it a bit of a
0: pass. Sure. I mean, that's the problem. They're trying to introduce, like... Because Telltale Games are very story-rich, and it seems a bit unnecessary to tackle on another chapter to that that story. Yeah, there was such a
1: good... You know the the time train at the end. The best thing about Mm. the trilogy, and I'm saying this because I know it'll annoy certain people, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but the time train at the end, you know, Mm. your opinion on it, uh, notwithstanding, Mm. uh, it kind of did close the book on the entire story. You know, and that's good enough for me. Yeah, sure. And like Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale have come out and said they're never going to make another Back to the Future movie because they don't want to and they don't need to.
0: Yeah, it's done. Well, I'm glad because everything gets rebooted these days, you know, and like seemingly just for no good reason, they just reboot things because they know that they can make, even if, even if like nerds are going to be upset by it, they'll still go and watch it and they'll still make enough of a profit. So I'm glad that they're not, you know, resurrecting back to the future and putting like, I don't know. I
1: think... Robert Zemecki said over his dead body. So, yeah. and that literally could mean that after he's dead, they <laughs> might try and reboot it. <laughs>
0: the These corpse isn't even cold, and stuff. Star- <laughs> it's got fucking one of Will Smith's kids starring in it or something. <laughs> Where
1: would you go though? I mm. mean, like if if you if, just say he died in like twenty twenty nine, and they decided to make it in in like because uh, he went back.
0: Thirty years. Oh, they would just do a fresh, like a complete reboot.
1: Yeah, yeah, but like if they still went back thirty years, like in two
0: thousand and thirty, 20- they go back to two thousand 20- eighteen. They go to nineteen eighty nine or something like that. Oh
1: god! Or they go back to like the year two thousand.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. that makes me feel old. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, that's, that's in our future. Jeez. <laughs> oh, so I see. What have you been up to? These last couple of weeks Three weeks actually Since we last recorded That's true Yeah it's been three weeks mm. Well plenty of time for you To have all sorts of Exciting adventures I
1: have I've actually been doing stuff And I'm sure you have too I yeah. can't wait uh, to hear All about your Your wacky Sizable adventures um,
0: Sure right. let's, We'll, we'll, we'll let's,
1: get to you soon
0: Yeah I don't want to Spoil the excitement I'll,
1: I'll I'll let you think of all the wonderful things and make notes and all that sort of oh, man. stuff that you need to do. You haven't mm-hmm. you just haven't quite collected everything together yet. Yeah, I just, got yeah. a small
0: novel over there. I'm just going to put some. I'm You're just writing putting, on your phone. I'm busy putting together the final touches on my notes over here.
1: <laughs> so uh, last weekend, uh, my family came back mm-hmm. from Japan, which was very nice. Uh, and I got to spend some time with them and I actually took Friday off. So I kind of had a long weekend. It didn't really feel like a long weekend. I don't know why, but usually it's a long weekend when you have the Monday off.
0: Yes, that's right.
1: But I took the Friday off and like was very promptly at the airport when they arrived and nice. and, uh, we all caught up and Maria gave me lots of souvenirs, which was nice. Lots of lum chun stuff. Excellent. Which was really cool. And some, uh, i uh, so, Japan kind of goes through phases, and mm. and uh, one of the, the things that they like to do during summer is chalk mint flavored things. Right, like this is the latest fad? Yeah, kind of like a fad, uh, It or only this one seems to have happened a couple of times in a row. Okay. Uh, so we're not just talking like uh, Kit Kats, we're talking like all sorts of different chocolates Ice creams, mm. lolly flavors, kind mm. of the kind of stuff you can get at the local 7-Eleven. So right. she kind of came back with a whole lot of chocolatey goodness. Nice. And you, you're a fan of mint. I love choc mint. Mm-hmm. My favorite flavor. Mm-hmm. She even got a couple of ice blocks. Nice. And put them in the freezer so when we go back in winter and it's <laughs> like minus five, I can eat an ice block. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I believe it or not. <laughs> a gurry gurry is like a, a kind of a cheap... End icy poles sort of situation. Like a
0: super-duper kind of deal?
1: um, A bit more fancy than that. It's kind of got crushed ice in the middle. Oh, okay. So it's really nice during summer. Now, only like 67 yen. And when you're very poor as a teacher during summer, those things are very, very good. Right, okay. Great to make a bunch of kids happy real quickly. Yep. Uh, And so... It was really good to have them back. and yeah. then of course, as soon as they got back, Gammacon was on. so I was like, bye bye, I'm off to the con. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. All right so uh, Ga- every year mm-hmm. uh, Canberra has its own pop culture convention, yeah called Gammacon and it's gone bigger. like it's um, it used to be in the Hellenic Club, which was just like two rooms at a local um, kind of the Greek club, I suppose. In uh-huh. in Woden, and then it was big enough to move to the AIS Arena, which right. is just like kind of like a big basketball court mm-hmm. sort of situation, with a, like in a stadium, sure. with kind of shops around the edges, and then it was actually big enough to move to the biggest place or one of the biggest places in Canberra to have a uh, convention, which is
0: epic. So the um, exhibition park.
1: Yeah, exhibition park in Canberra is the acronym. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was. It's it's getting pretty big. A lot of stores are there now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's quite a few events, yeah, um, and
0: there are quite a lot of cosplayers. So is this is this a okay? Because there was once upon a time a thing called CanCon. That is still on, and that's more like tabletop gaming. Mm. Yes, so and like Can- people playing Magic the Gathering and that yeah. kind of thing. Gamacon, not that. No, there's a little bit of that going on. A little on bit of that in, happening
1: in one of the corners. Yeah, okay. there's definitely some tabletop themes going on, but, but it's
0: mainly pop culture stuff. Yeah, yeah.
1: CanCon is in January, usually okay. around Australia Day. I right, think. and it's yeah, still yeah. and it's still held at the same place in Epic, mm-hmm. and it's still there's still a geeky crossover cross section. there I was going to say
0: there is like probably a little bit of overlap in the. There's quite a lot there. of overlap.
1: Yeah, and mm. I've been to CanCon and I quite like it but mm. it's you know a lot of that stuff as much as I like board games and I do mm. just going there and like being ultra competitive with strangers is just not my idea of fun sure so <clears throat> I, I'll go to CanCon if I'm around in Australia when it's on I'm not always around mm. Mm. Um, but I haven't been in a couple of years now
0: yeah me, t- me neither <laughs> funnily enough uh, there, yeah. funny how you can sort of date that the, the time that we stopped going to <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> you almost pinpoint it almost <laughs>
0: Uh, <laughs> I love my kid
1: <laughs> Yeah Me, me too A couple years yeah, A couple of years Um, So I did I usually I do cosplay When I go to these events Uh-huh. Uh, often I will Cosplay as Someone who I will Then If it's If I really like it Do it again In one of the bigger Sydney uh, uh, Pop culture ones it's like, like
0: Supernova a, like a test run
1: Yeah So I did Silverthorn From The Girl From Tomorrow Nobody Recognized Me Um <laughs> I think I did Doc Brown one year uh, with because I've got like the the shirt with all the the trains and and uh, and like western style Hawaiian shirt that he wears throughout uh, Back to the Future Two. Right, right. And I've got the wig somewhere from probably from two thousand fifteen dress up party. And uh, I did actually go as Marty McFly last year. Okay. And I look nothing like Michael J. Fox. Mm-hmm. Like I'm at least like twice as big. Or at least twice as heavy as he is. Yeah, yeah. I'm not small and I have very, very different hair. Yeah. But I did get the clothes like 90% right. Mm-hmm. And I had like the, the video camera from Back to the Future part one. Like the actual one that he was using. Ah, right, right. Um, like I have a the, the PAL version of that, which is a great prop to have. So people actually did recognize me when I was dressed up as Marty. Nice. Which was pretty cool. And people wanted to have their photo taken. Mm-hmm. I thought, well, we can't have this. So this year I went to someone... <laughs> Even more obscure.
0: <laughs> you only really got yourself to blame. You can't be like, you know what? No one recognised me, and I hate everyone. Like, oh, oh no! no. It's, yeah, no, it's kind of a your challenge own, now. You are you are your own worst enemy. Here. I
1: am, but my, <laughs> sometimes I just like characters. And I want to I want to go as them, and just to see if people do recognise. Sure, you. And sure, sure. Often they don't. It's
0: like a test.
1: It, yeah. Mm. How geeky are you truly? Mm. So this year. I went as Professor Maximilian Arturo (laughs) from from the University of California uh, from the TV show Sliders. That's right. That's right. Definitely the the best character from that show, I I would argue. The big pompous... And he's like a large, older gentleman. Mm -hmm. I wore a suit Mm -hmm. and a bow tie and a vest And looked nothing like him. (laughs) I even had my
0: hair down, which he does in later seasons as well. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I still look nothing like him, just because I don't have the girth and the age. You need like a
0: pillow in your shirt or something like that. I
1: I probably did, but the thing is that, you know, like, I put the suit on with the bow tie and everything, and I look kind of good. Mm. I didn't kind of want to ruin my good look, but I did have the timer. Yeah. Like the, um, what we call the Egyptian timer, which we use, uh, which they use during, like, the third season and beyond I didn't down and everything like that, and a couple of people did actually recognise me. Nice. They were from the Star Trek booth. Ah, of course. <laughs> so That's going, where you'd find
0: the slightest fans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah.
1: it was. I'll, I'll show you what I how I looked. Excellent. Yeah. So yeah. me in a in a suit and a bow tie with the timer, with mm-hmm. my hair down, um, looking as pompous as I as I possibly can. <laughs> it's,
0: not, it's not that much of a stretch for you, really. No,
1: no. But the thing is, <laughs> I look good in the suit. Like yeah. I don't look fat or anything like that, so no. it's kind of like I don't have the girth for it. But man, mm. I kind of look good. So
0: yeah, mm. I think that's the one. Th- funnily enough, it seems like the one thing that's stopping you from looking like John Reese Davies <laughs> is just like being morbidly <laughs> obese.
1: <laughs> and he's not that fat anymore either. No. Like, he's he's lost a lot of that.
0: Yeah, yeah, he was he was a portly man in the in uh, the nineties. Yeah, he was. Yeah. he's he's he, he's um he's gotten healthy, which is good. You gotta you gotta be fit and healthy if you want to be a you want to be dwarf host in <sighs> Lord of the Rings movies. <laughs>
1: He did. From memory, he didn't have a lot of lines in that movie. No. Either that or I was really drunk throughout those movies. I know for a fact I was for at least two of them. He didn't have many. Most of his lines involved him, like, growling. He was just like, mine axe. Yeah. And I never thought I'd die beside a girly boy here yeah. or whatever the hell that Currently girl was.
0: Currently, dwarves are Scottish. <laughs> That's,
1: yeah. I don't know. It, mm. it suited him. I liked. Like I don't like Lord of the Rings. It was fun to see him as that character, though.
0: Yeah, that guy. I just like John Reese. Rhys-Dav- John Reese Davies has haunted me all my life. He used to be the host of this arch- show about called Archaeology. It was on SBS, and this was bef- oh, I don't remember. This is before this. Sliders. Was this and because he was in uh, Indiana Jones? I think so. so. He's in Indiana Jones. Yeah, he had a bit part in a couple of those movies. Yeah, he did. Um, and then he got this role presenting this show called Archaeology, and I mm-hmm. just loved that show a lot. And he was a great presenter. He has, he has like a really good presenter voice. He's um, got stage
1: presence, and he does voice acting as he well. He does
0: like he's got that Shakespearean actor thing going. Yeah, you know, like he just projects his voice. As a booming kind of. He reminds me a little bit of. Um, Oh damn! What can I think of his name now? Patrick Stewart. No, the fella oh, who was in season one of Blackadder and was Blackadder's father. Um,
1: oh, uh, Bla- Brian Blessed. Brian Blessed. I feel like John
0: Rhys Davies is like a, like a like an off-brand Brian Blessed. You <laughs> yeah, know? that's, like, that's kind of true. Yeah, um, I two sons. <laughs> <laughs> Just that big booming voice. He's, he's so over the top in everything he yeah. does, but
1: he's still kind of like somewhat believable. Mm. Mm. Brian Blessed in Flash Gordon. Was it for a
0: sliders video game or anything like that? Never. Yeah, I think you'd be the I, man to know that. I would know. Yeah. I would
1: know that. Yeah. I reckon sliders would make a good point-and-click adventure game. That you could would do be that the right with
0: genre. Yeah. A
1: story. You'd have a time limit until the next slide, and you'd have to solve a bunch of puzzles mm. in a, in like a really unfamiliar environment. So I reckon you could do. Mm. And Telltale's gone
0: now, so yes, Telltale. Sadly, someone else will have to fill those shoes. Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't think. Uh, some different. somehow I don't think the um you know. Those who remember sliders mm. might not remember it
0: as fondly as I do. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder sometimes. Mm. Best to let sleeping dogs lie, hey? I think
1: so. In this case, yes.
0: Fair enough. But so uh, that was nice to go to, to go to your your nerd
1: convention? Yeah, it was good because uh, I spent way too much money uh, mm. because I often buy a lot of local artists and like little props and badges and pins and stuff like that because I just find that stuff really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, a friend of mine or two friends of mine came down from Sydney, which was really cool. Nice. So I got to hang out with them we uh the best thing about Gamacon though is that mm-hmm. they have a night show
0: right and
1: they have like um like uh non nude pole dancing from oh, some of the um more salacious cosplayers you know, <laughs> the more skimpily dressed ones uh, and they have like a talent show right. and yeah you know, it's just fun stuff okay. uh and the The artists, if they want, can start selling 18 plus.
0: Ah, so at night things get a little bit blue. They
1: get a little bit raunchy. Uh, but they serve alcohol, so it's, it's not, it's not really about the raunch, it's just about Mm. a whole bunch of adults hanging around, and you know, there's, it's, you know, it's a bunch of nerds, so it's pretty
0: responsible drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just people, people just hanging wild. around, and you know, no one's just, punching on a gamakon. No, no one's getting. You know,
1: no, it gets pretty yeah. rowdy during some of the shows, mm. um, but yeah, it was just it's just a good time. I just had fun just hanging out with my mates, yeah. having a drink. My mate um, Mi-chan, Misha, um was doing five dollar sketches. Uh, you could, if you wanted something, you know, a bit nudie. That's fine, mm-hmm. uh, just not too gross. And uh ooh, she she draws some great stuff. She had a she she, she drew me something. I, I would
0: know nothing about this. No,
1: no, no. She drew this great one. <laughs> right? So think of Princess Peach. Mm-hmm. Now think of a nude. Bam! There oh, you nice. go. That's a, yeah, it's fantastic, what a fascinating isn't it? Concept. And she even drew one for this weird girl who came across. <laughs> really nervous looking. <laughs> And goes, can I have one of Jessica Rabbit, please? (laughs) So she got this big, buxom, new Jessica Rabbit. And she was so happy. She stuffed it down her pants to scamp it off. Sounds familiar. She reckoned that she was going to give it to her boyfriend. But I just, I I think she kept it for herself. She's a bit of a weirdo, that one. Well, Jessica
0: Rabbit is my waifu, (laughs) as we discovered. So, I'm sure whoever her, her boyfriend is is very happy with that picture.
1: If they even got it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm skeptical as to mean, whether, whether that person even received this. One would hope so, but so yes, I, I did ra-
0: run into Joe. Yes, my girlfriend, my infamous girlfriend. <laughs> the, in, the infamous Joe is what her name
1: is. <laughs> that is literally her name. <laughs> like Joe is her middle name. Her first name is Infamous. <laughs> weird parents. Yeah. Weird, very they, weird parents. They did a number on her, <laughs> but it's okay. It's fine, and and she did request a sketch for you, and it was a very nice sketch. Mm-hmm. And I got one too. It was tasteful. It was tasteful. It was tasteful. Yeah, it was tasty. My, my friend is very talented. Yes, needless to say, and I got one too. You're not the only one. I got a nude Princess Peach. I don't think I even asked for a nude Princess Peach. I think I just got one. You just read your mind. Because um, mm. friend of the show, who I think has guest starred or mm-hmm. at least on our previous. Um. Our previous series, Bit Seizure, uh, E-Man,
0: uh-huh. Eric
1: the E-Man. Uh, he was there with me as well. And I kept, and she kept going. Oh, because I got like a, bo- I brain snuck in a bottle of booze, mm-hmm. cinnamon um, like fireball whiskey, oh. and so we were just chugging on that a lot mm-hmm. of the night. And she was going, Oh, thank you for bringing this. I'll do any, I'll, I'll sketch anything you want. And I just pointed it at, at, at Eric and just said, Yeah, just sketch him naked. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> do you regret that one pretty quickly. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure. Look, look, <laughs> Eric. Look, she didn't do it. All right. <laughs> <gasps> but by the end of the night like when we were all a bit tanked like uh-huh. everyone was requesting stuff from her and her sketches got even more sketchier but they had like such a charm to them that they they were, <laughs> they were really cool. So that was a great I had a fantastic night. It was it was probably the first time since maybe you and I went out like a mm. year ago mm, mm. drinking where I've actually kind of been drinking outside of my house.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Like in in a, in,
1: a, in a public environment.
0: Yes, in the copious amounts of booze. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: <laughs> so it was good. I have actually been playing games. Nice. Um, two specifically. Mm-hmm. Now, I have been playing, and you're not going to believe this. Here's the funny thing. You're probably actually not going to believe this. I have been playing Super Mario Maker. What? Wait, for 3DS. Oh, my
0: gosh. Wait, that's the one that no one liked.
1: Yep, that is true. But
0: do you like it? AC?
1: So here's the thing: Contrary I, and AC. I dismissed this little uh, mm. uh, pile of excrement when it came <laughs> out because it seemed like they had some of the elements yeah. of the um, of the original Mario Maker for Wii U. Mm-hmm. You could make your levels. In mm-hmm. 3DS, but you couldn't upload them. You could yeah. only swap them between friends yeah. who also had the game. Yeah, yeah. And it's like what is the goddamn point of that? That is the stupidest thing ever. Mm. And so you could only play Wii U games on this thing. Like you can connect to a server and play the Wii U games.
0: Mm.
1: Mm. Now something happened when I got Super Mario Maker 2 for for Switch. Okay. I haven't been making any levels.
0: Yes, you said that.
1: Yeah. I haven't been particularly inspired to make any levels. Hmm there was just such a fanaticism around the original Super Mario Maker for Wii U where you did make levels and you were making whatever you could and like there were clever concepts. And a lot of people are doing that this time. Yeah. Um, but I heard people talking about Super Mario Maker for 3DS and saying that, oh, yeah, it's not as good, but it is good if you just want to have a portable version of playing the Wii U levels Huh. because you can still just download the Wii U levels, okay. as you would. Mm-hmm. And there are about 100 levels... That Nintendo themselves put in there. Oh right, okay. So there are a whole bunch of new Mario levels, which like, from like Nintendo, a player, basically. yeah, yeah, the single player campaign for Super Mario Maker, like the hundred level Mario Challenge, whatever they call it, mm-hmm. that I'd never played, and I went, oh, I don't actually want to make or upload levels that much anymore.
0: So that means that this might be actually a good option
1: for you. Yeah, yeah, like like a portable one and just a whole bunch of Nintendo levels which I'd never played. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, this game is super cheap because the 3DS is on the way out and this wasn't a popular game.
0: Mm-hmm. So I
1: picked it up new for like 30 bucks.
0: Wow, yeah, yeah, there you so, go.
1: And I do really enjoy the, the single-player levels that Nintendo made. Yeah. Huh. there you go. They're super interesting because they're not like the normal ones that Nintendo would make. Mm-hmm um mm. n- what they do is like some of them are actually pretty easy but they have like trophies you can get like you need to get to the end within this amount of time or you have to get uh, to the end without pressing the
0: back button like it's the got chivos button.
1: yeah it's basically got achievements and then if you get more achievements you can unlock more stuff and and yeah so i've been having fun like playing through the levels and then playing through them again trying to get the achievements and right okay yeah. and and stuff like that so Unfortunately, I've gotten up to a level which I just I just don't like the concept for, which is all springs, mm, like mm. where you need, kind of need to fire through the level as fast as you can and hit the spring at the right time. And right, yeah, yeah. it's just it's just kind of super annoying to me. Mm, fair enough. Um, <clears throat> so I haven't been playing. So I've gotten up to that level yesterday, basically, and just kind of went. Ah, oh, I'm about halfway through and mm. enjoying the levels. Okay. So yeah, Super Mario Maker for 3DS. I'm not going to say it's a great game, but Picking it up cheap and playing levels and being able to play the old Wii U levels, which there are a lot of good ones, yeah. just not very well curated. Hmm. On the go was pretty cool. Nice. I yeah, kind of enjoyed that. Um, I also downloaded and played a bit of DuckTales Remastered. Oh, yes. That. Yes, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, so did I. I never really gave it much thought because I have the original DuckTales. Yes. But, um Apparently it's super cheap on Steam because obviously the license is expiring soon. Ah. So Capcom have come out and said, ah, if you want to pick up this game for like a couple of bucks, like like five bucks Australian or four, like three bucks American huh. or something.
0: Okay.
1: Um, yeah, just go and download it now before August 18th, I want to say. Nice. So I just went on a whim. I just kind of went, oh, I wonder what the remake's like. There's a couple of extra little bits and, you know, it controls very similarly, but I think it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. I really like the, the upgrade... Of the character models and the voice acting in there, I yeah. actually, actually quite like that because Ducktales is kind of all about the animation and the um, mm. and the voice acting to a certain extent for me. Like yeah. having those familiar sounds in there, is pretty those cool. little stories and yeah. stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Huey, Dewey, and Louie crapping on.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I, I enjoyed it, mm. so I'm enjoying it. I should say. I, in fact, I've been playing through this and going. I do have the original somewhere on the NES, but mm. I just might kind of play this one. This one's good. Neat. having fun
0: that's cool because that game came out a couple of years ago and i didn't pay it much heed uh, but yeah since good there's good that it's good yeah i yeah. like good games that's it's a good thing that good games are out there
1: yeah it's uh, and cheap you know because you were kind of inspired by you saying you wanted just to buy cheap pick up and play quick things from steam yeah, yeah. so i went you know what this is a pretty cheap pick up and play thing from steam so mm. maybe i'll i downloaded that the other thing, I have been playing a few other games, but something has broken in my mind. So <laughs> I'm very very kind of a bit a bit sheepish about this one. Oh, okay. But I like fighting games. And I used to be okay at them. Like even in a game that I wasn't really familiar with, I could still go a couple of rounds, I'd lose most, but I'd win a few in there, like you and me with Street Fighter Four.
0: Just using like basic moves, like fundamentals. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I played I've been playing a couple of fighting games recently. Mm-hmm. Lost all of them Huh Every single round Okay I am just I don't know what's happened You've got
0: an old AC I
1: Like I was playing against my mate Who came around the other night mm. Um And you know We'd had a few But we'd both had a few And I cracked out Samurai Showdown Because I thought that was the one That I could get a few rounds in at least mm. Lost every Single match Wow there you go And I I like I like fighting games But I was just so Bad at
0: this mm. Okay.
1: I feel kind of humiliated because I just like I've become really bad at fighting games and I don't know whether I there's two ways I could go. Just give up on fighting games uh-huh. or try and get back into it and try and at mm. least train myself up to a respectable level yeah, again a bit where of a I training
0: can training montage AC
1: where I can actually do well in some of these games. But mm. maybe I'm too beyond it. Maybe I maybe I've just lost it.
0: Yeah, who knows? I mean, it's a young man's game. You look at these kids playing the Evo, and they're all—they're uh, all in their early twenties. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But I—I I used to
1: be just okay, and mm. now I'm not even that. It's—it's mm. it's very, it's very sad. He oh. seems very sad about this. <laughs> I'm having an ex- existential crisis about my fighting game abilities. Uh, maybe you should pick
0: up a um, Killer Instinct and see whether that still does the trick for you. I did actually, because they had a retro bit
1: uh, haul at the uh, Gamacon. Oh okay. And I did actually walk past and I was quite tanked by this stage, but <laughs> I won against uh, Glacier as Spinal, so Nice. Okay. That's the that's the only win I've had in like the past six months or something. <laughs> but for that game, I don't know. I'm just it's so muscle memory I don't think it really counts. So yeah, I don't know. I feel bad about that. I just feel like I've lost something. Letting the side down. Yeah. Letting myself down. <laughs> so what
0: have, so on that on that sad note, what have you been up to? Um Well, AC, in terms of gaming, I've really been playing more Darkest Dungeon. You're obsessed with that game. Sort of. I've said to you many times, it's a game that's going to take me a long time to beat. Mm. It's not something that I'm going to be done with in a week or two. Um, You can just look at this game and go, this is a slow grind of a game. So I'm slogging away at that. It's still hard. I literally had an entire party killed um, before I came over here today. Um, and again, that game's permadeath, so all those characters are dead. And those are the ones that I started the game with. Some of them, so that oh. was quite that was quite a painful loss, actually, having those guys die. But um, you know, yeah, the game's still fun. Um, I'm, I'm definitely kind of seeing through the looking glass in terms of sort of really understanding the gameplay mechanics now, and it's just a matter of, it, of executing, I guess. Um, yeah, I'll keep plugging away at that. I did get a different another game on the Steam Summer Sale, which feels like months ago now. Um, that I'll talk about today because I've been putting off talking about it for a little while. It's um, Luftrausers mm-hmm. which is a game that came out I think in 2013. Uh, let me just double check that. You got that pretty cheap, did you? Uh, 2014, it came out. Yeah, I got it for a couple of bucks on the nice. Steam summer sale. Yeah, very cheap. Um, it's a pretty simple shoot 'em up um, developed by Vlambeer, who did um, I think those guys did uh, that uh, Enter the Gungeon. And they did a few other, like, indie games. Um, yeah, and this one's, like, a side-scrolling, like, uh, like a side-scrolling shooter, like, a horizontal shooter. Um, there's a few, like, things about this game that make it unique. So, one is that it's all sepia tone. So, there's no color in the game. It's all just, like, I'll show you, like, a little, like, that's the logo oh, of the yeah. game. You know, oh, it's yeah, all, cool. it all looks like that. Um, so, what's the premise? It's this sort of, like, it's a a fake conflict that looks sort of like world war one and sort of like world war two mm-hmm. combined, but it's not historical at all. Yeah. Your guys all look vaguely German with like big high cheekbones and stuff. And they wear like black, they got like black peaked caps and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's kind of evoking weirdly that, that sort of a vibe, like an, like the Axis powers kind of vibe. Um, you, you fly this, you, you start the game on like a, like an aircraft carrier. And, um, you can launch your plane or you can go into the hangar of the aircraft carrier and kind of like swap out parts. So there's like an engine part. There's like a, like a, like a guns part. I'm going to mess up my explanation of this, but there's different parts of the ship that you can, of, of the plane that you can sort of swap out. And as you play the game, you unlock different parts. Um, when you actually launch your plane, uh it sort of shoots out of the aircraft carrier like like <laughs> almost like a VTOL you know like a little um Harrier jump jet or something oh that's cool and then you start sort of pot- pottering around in the sky and there's like a f- you can it's pretty vertical you can go pretty high up into the sky and so there's like is cloud it, is layers effectively and stuff. a shooter yeah it's a shooter but the, like the world like loops back on itself oh, okay so cool. it's like it's like if you imagine that the world was like some weird Mobius strip or something where it, you keep going right. You eventually come back to where you started. Oh, yeah. Um, so, is the objective to clear out all the enemies? Just, it's just an infinite... is endless amounts of waves and waves and waves of enemies that come and attack you and attack your aircraft carrier. Oh, that sounds And fine. there's, like, like ships that are on the sea, and they shoot, like, shitloads of, like, anti-aircraft fire at you. Um, and because it's, like, set in that World War Two kind of era, it's all kind of, like, bullets, basically. So If you fly over, like, a battleship, all these, like, guns will just turn on you and it'll just spray all of this... AA at you as you're flying along it's got this thing where like you get, your ship constantly has you know, your sh- I keep calling it your ship your plane constantly yeah. has like momentum so like if you just let go of the, of the control you, you just keep flying um, oh so you don't go down eventually just, yeah just... and then you can kind of use your um, you can kind of gun the engines and like go faster oh okay uh, and, you, cool. and you and it gives you total control so you're not just going it's not just a standard horizontal shooter where you're just moving, hovering up and down and going left to right, you can turn the stick and fly up. I'm kind of moving my hand, but you can rotate the stick and fly up oh, and around. Okay. And so you can actually do dogfights. Oh, that's cool. You can like, so they'll come, you know, enemy sh- planes will come behind you and start shooting at you. And you can do like a quick little loop and blow them up, you know, or, or kind of, you can kind of drag them around. It reminds me a little bit of Pac-Man um, Championship Edition in a way. Because what you're doing is flying around and collecting a bunch of enemies that sit on your tail And they'll try and kill you. And then at some point, you sort of flip around and blow them all up. And you can do cool things like cut your engines, flip, and then like almost stall and then fire up your engines and go again. It's not very realistic. No. But it's really, really fun. fun. Um, So are there
1: boss fights in this game or is it just waves of enemies?
0: uh, There are sort of boss fights. Like um, there's a big blimp that comes along at some point. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> that you have to blow up there's like big ships there's like objectives like achievements basically so are there individual levels or is it just like discontinuous it's just one big level with achievements okay. so like I, as you sort of achieve different things it unlocks new enemy types and things that it throws at you and there's basically this big like from memory there's a big like list of of boxes to tick of of, of enemies to kill and things like that and um different weapon types and things to unlock like like one thing, so there's like a laser you can use. Oh, yeah. Like a beam weapon, which is really cool. And you just drag it across the enemy planes and they'll blow up. There's one set, there's one like weapon that you can get stick on your plane that basically turns your plane. It's called like the melee uh, weapon. So instead of like shooting, you just crash into your enemies and just like smash <laughs> through them all, um, which is really, really fun. That's um, cool. <clears throat> simple game. It's a couple of bucks. It's very, very light. This isn't, this game has zero plot. <laughs> It's it's just one level over and over again. It's the kind of thing that you chuck on, play for five or ten minutes, then turn off and go and do something else. So can you um, mm. so you can upgrade your ship, can you? Yeah, there's always different upgrades, like different engines and, and some and of So them you are, just return
1: to the aircraft carrier if yeah. you do?
0: Yeah, that's right. Okay. Or oh, then no, you don't return to the aircraft carrier, you just play until you die. Oh. And then when you die, like you know, you start all over again and Oh, and that's so when you upgrade your ship is yeah, it Yeah, so oh, it's just I like see, an endless I see, I see. thing and you're kind mm-hmm. of just gradually chipping away at your objectives, I guess? you know mm. it's a little bit roguelike I suppose in that sense a little tiny bit in the sense that you know once you die you're dead and then you just but you're gradually kind of making progress
1: yeah you kill more enemies you upgrade your stuff
0: yeah so that's a it's a fun little thing I like the games they have a lot of style you know um, and they're very, always very arcadey um, like Enter the Gungeon definitely had that kind of fast paced lots of bullets on the screen um, thing and this is very much evoking that as well Um, Yeah So I'm enjoying that A bit different To what I usually Again This is the year of Rob Playing quite different games With Darkest Dungeon Being the exception to the rule (laughs) The Um, one
1: that you Are continually playing
0: Yeah Yeah Well I'm just just Kind of determined to beat it At this point I I feel like You must be getting close though now Well yeah My my character's level 4 The highest level I worked out is level 6
1: Wow
0: So that literally Like a couple more levels And my, my characters Can't really get much stronger at which and point, just go and at which try point I'll just go and try the darkest dungeon a few times, and nice. eventually I'm imagining I'll beat it through sheer bloody-mindedness, you know. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I beat Dark Souls, so you know, I figure I can beat this too. Yeah, yeah. If yeah, it's just a matter of like sheer willpower, <laughs> you know? um, I'm sure eventually,
1: yeah, if you keep chipping away at it, you'll get there.
0: Yeah. So that's been me. Um, things are very busy for me at work at the moment. A lot of travel a lot of um, action. I've been taking my laptop home with me and, like, working into the night. Oh, wow. Like, a lot. Mm. Um, And that's probably going to continue for the next few weeks. There's a big milestone coming up in September, and once that's passed, I'll be much, much less busy. But for the next couple of fortnights at Mm. least, um, I think my gaming time might be eaten into by, like, you know, work.
1: If you're working at home, then, yeah, it's not surprising.
0: So um, I'll try and keep up. Um, There's a couple of games I want to try that I bought... Um, a while back. One of them I'm going to play tomorrow. I'm looking at my girlfriend with intent. We're going to play that game. I'm going to make you do it. Um, so I might have something different to report back on oh, that'll be good. next fortnight. But you're not going to tell me what the game is? No. I not on su- air. I want to surprise our, our listeners. Okay, or fair two enough. of them. They need a good surprise. <laughs> they do. God bless them.
1: Oh, it's good. It All sounds like, you know, my work's very, very... Um... Busy at the moment as well Heading into the busiest period of Yeah, the it's
0: night. all crunch time for you yeah, yeah,
1: it's. you might sound that I'm a bit tired And not quite as energetic tonight <laughs> Me too <laughs> It's not quite as lively, yeah And it's just uh, I'm actually about to go on my annual um, Health kick where I don't drink uh, And, you know, try and eat healthier And do more exercise mm-hmm. for the month uh, usually I do that for the month of August, but I'm doing it for like half of August, half of September, mm-hmm. um, just because it's the way timing's worked out this time. I like to call it
0: Org-tember. That's the That's the Org-tember. name I'm, I'm kind of, you know, floating. Yeah,
1: so the, the more I say it out mm. loud, the more I kind of feel I have to do it and I can't chicken out of it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, I suppose that's like a good motivator.
0: Now that you've said it on this podcast, any. it's going to happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now I've, I've, I've kind of locked myself into it. So I really, mm-hmm. I, I need to commit to this.
0: Now that the um, media's got a hold of it. Yeah, and us. of
1: course that means that the next few <laughs> the next few episodes are probably going to be a bit, probably, uh, they, you know what? Usually when I don't drink, they're pretty mm. similar to when I do drink. Yeah. That's something that people pointed out. It's like, I couldn't tell. Like, there's a no difference. <laughs> I always, like, apologize that it might not be as lively, but people go, no, it's fine. Hey, but it's when I drink, same.
0: people notice. Oh, yeah. Oh, I notice. <laughs> so yeah. do you have a, uh, a quizy quiz for me? I do, AC. If you want, we can go right into it. Yeah. Why not? Let's move. Let's do it. All right. So this is a quiz that I developed in honor of the featured game. <gasps> so this is not a Back to the Future quiz. Oh. But what it is, is a time travel in video games quiz. Yeah, and I yeah, know, okay. AC, you're a big fan of time travel. I am, but more in movies and TV than video games. That's but, true. That's true. But... Fire away! Yeah, because I, sometimes I think of you as a time traveler. You know, like you went to Japan and like came back like almost ten years later, and you're like, "What is this place? Where's the aqua gone?" <laughs> you know, and and so <laughs> where's the aqua? He's talking about the band, people, <laughs> not the music, not the water. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, that, my god australia is a dry car co- oh hang on it was like that before i left that's
0: right when you oh yeah big, we had a big inland sea when you were here last <laughs> oh yeah our fucking city burnt down last time i was here yeah that's true yeah yeah, no. funny how you left them shortly after that yeah, um, yeah funny though hmm all right uh so this is a quiz about time travel in games just um all sorts of different types of questions i got a few multiple choice in here for you okay um yeah, so let's let's do the quiz. Fire away, Dark. Question number one. In the Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time. Oh shit. What item does Link use to travel through time? Uh the Ocarina. No, it's the Master Sword. Trick question. Yeah. Fuck, I hate that game. Yeah, I know. I've I've I'm actually like the
1: second dungeon into that game. Yeah. Because everyone keeps telling me how great it was, and I really enjoyed a lot of the other Legend of Zelda's and mm-hmm. I've tried playing that. Oh, it's on the Nintendo 64. What a cool... It sucks. It is so hard to play if you've never played those sorts of games before. It's not intuitive.
0: Mm. I think it'd be hard to go back to. Oh, if
1: I you've never back played back. it before, like people say it's the perfect game, it's the best game ever, but you've never played it and you go back to play that game, mm. it ain't that great, trust me.
0: Yeah, I think there's a little bit of nostalgia. A little bit of rose-tinted glasses happening there, I see. Uh, question number two. The time-traveling Japanese role-playing game Chrono Trigger. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. ...was designed by three famous designers... Oh, shit. The Squaresoft dubbed their Dream Team. These are actually pretty famous people. Yeah, they are, and I can't remember so any of their names. <laughs> I'm going to give you two, and you get to give me the third. Okay. Okay? Okay. The threesome included... Hironobu Sakaguchi, uh-huh. the creator of the Final Fantasy series. Yep. Yuji Horii, or Horii? Horii? That Hori-ai. was the one I was... Horii, the creator of Ooh. Dragon Quest. Who was the third member of the Dream Team? Fuck. And if you don't know his name, you can tell me what he did. Toriyama? Yes, correct. Toriyama. It's the Dragon Ball guy. Yeah. Points for you. You did know that. I did. You knew it. There you go, AC. Skin of my teeth there, trust me. <laughs> Question number three. Name the name the groundbreaking indie platformer released in 2008 on the Xbox Live Arcade that features a unique gameplay mechanic allowing the player to reverse time and rewind actions. All right, one more time. Okay named the groundbreaking yep. indie platformer indie platformer released in 2008 on Xbox Live Arcade that oh. features a unique gameplay mechanic allowing the player to reverse time and rewind actions.
1: Uh, I was going to say Prince of Persia Sands of Time, but that's not it because I don't think that is an arcade.
0: Okay, fine. I'll just go. Oh, just Sands of Time. There we go. No, it's Braid. The game is called Braid. Yeah. Heard of it? Never played it. Yeah, and I never played it either. Question number four: In the 2005 DS title Mario and Luigi Partners in Time, Professor E. Gad invents a time machine, which leads to the Mushroom Kingdom being invaded by a race of aliens. Of course. Yep. Uh, multiple choice: The name of the alien race. Oh God! Is a the cubes spelt with a Q? Uh huh. B the Shrubes, Shroobs S-H-R-O-O-B-S uh-huh. Or C The Moobs O B S. Moobs It's The Shroobs B Moobs so no I like Moobs you. the best Moobs is best <laughs> That's the best one They should one. have come to me They should have If they wanted to Right Nintendo Next time you want to do a time travelling Mario RPG Come to me They came to you for is No what was it missing? Mario is missing
1: is missing There's like Mario's time machine Terrible terrible
0: games Question five What Haha <laughs> This is great. What was the name of the reboot of Prince of Persia, released in 2003, <laughs> <It should laughs> that features a rewind up. time gameplay mechanic? of Time. Correct. Points for you. I, I'll, Apparently I'll, I'll, that's considered one of the best games of all time.
1: Uh, it's a good game. I've never played it. I've played a little bit of it, um, and I've watched uh, a friend of the show, Elchan, play it ah, a lot.
0: Okay. Yep. That would have be been about right for you. That would be your early days in Japan. Yeah. yeah. I was w-
1: watching him play it, and yeah, it looks cool like that is a that rewind a very, mechanic.
0: yeah yeah See, so actually see so prince of persia sand of time kind of did that first braid did some other stuff that's ah. a bit interesting um
1: braid sounds like one of those games i should know about i just don't is it a bit, is it a bit of a blind spot that error in my is brain a bit of a
0: highfalutin game like a mm. what do you call it like a highbrow video game you mm. know like you know it's trying to tell you something ac it's got meaning uh question six Name three of the five time periods. That's three out of five. Yep. You only have to name three. Okay. Of the five time periods that you get to visit and shoot up in the classic Sega arcade shooter Time Soldiers. And now you don't have to get the exact name right, but if you can just ballpark the era, there are five
1: time
0: periods. This is the... um, Time Soldiers. Oh, God. I think I have this on Master System. I think you have it on Master System, yes. I've
1: just never... I've played it, but I've
0: never like really
1: given it All right, a proper so just, go. Just have a guess then. Alright, uh, the Wild West.
0: No. Fuck. I'll give you... Alright, so I'll give All right, you five... Dinosaurs.
1: We're definitely fighting dinosaurs.
0: Yes, that's one. The so Cretaceous period. Alright, I'll give you five total guesses, and you've got one right. Okay. You've got four guesses. You've got two, uh, three guesses
1: left. Is one in the future?
0: Yes, future world uh, future, is one. Future, future worlds. Okay. You've got dinosaurs, you've got future world. One more. One more. Okay. Um,
1: what's another place I'd like to shoot up? And you've got two uh, questions left.
0: Uh caveman era that's uh, technically i i that as dinosaurs but there's something called prim- primitive age okay so that's uh, not really no, not really one okay. more, guess. Okay. One one more guess. guess
1: um i'm gonna i was gonna say the renaissance but i'm not actually gonna say
0: that <laughs> <laughs> <just> be funny. <laughs> shoot leonardo da vinci in the face <laughs> he deserved it uh, um
1: uh, okay um, 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 um uh, world war one
0: correct i'll give you that so the five ages are the Primitive Age,
1: mm-hmm.
0: the, the Age of Rome. Oh, Rome, yeah. The World Wars. It just skips like 2,000 years. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing interesting happened in that 2,000 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Age of War, which I guess is now. Yeah, yeah, that's us. Sounds <laughs> about right. We like, we like a good war or two. And Future World. Uh, so there you go. Have you played that game? Have you I played it? it when I was a kid. My, my next on neighbor, Zach, owned I remember that, owned guy, that yeah. game. Mm-hmm. And not P owned it Actually just O owned it um, We borrowed it A lot And played that game It was not very good But it was two player uh, yeah. it's So you could kind of like You know Mark a- of like yeah Of the A good master system game Even if it's not good Yeah you can just like At least your brother can play it with you And mm. she can shut the hell up for a minute uh, Question seven <laughs> No bitterness there at all In the educational game Mario's time machine Go away Bowser invents a time machine to steal precious artifacts for his private museum Multiple choice The name of his time machine is Oh no A. The Timeulator B. The Timerator Or C. The Timographier
1: Okay, it's either going to be the first one or the second one Timeulator <laughs> Correct, it's the Timeulator the, the last one was a Calvin and Hobbes Yeah, reference. that's right i just do <laughs> that in for you Yeah,
0: That's just there for you to enjoy Question eight. Enjoy it, I did. (laughs)
1: I'm I'm glad. That's actually not a bad one.
0: (laughs) In the classic 1987 adventure game, Day of the Tentacle, the player can transport items through time by by depositing them in what? A safe no, no. Oh. it's a oh. Portaloo. Oh, that's right. And no. they're called Chronojons, which is great.
1: God, I just as soon as you said that, I remembered it. I don't know why I was thinking safe, but mm-hmm. yeah, no, that's a yeah. great game. If you've never played Day of the Tentacle, there's a remastered version of that out there now. Yeah, it's fucking great.
0: Uh, speaking of click, click, point and click, we pay, we had a little conversation about point and click adventures at dinner because we're just cool yeah. like that. We're very awesome, and that would be a good one to check out. I think. Uh, question number nine. Two more to go. What's the name of the Pac-Man platformer game from 94 that involves being sent back to 1975 by your arch nemesis, the Ghost Witch?
1: Oh,
0: fuck. Um, (laughs) Pac-Attack? Nope. It's a great name, though. Pac-Mania? I'll give you one more guess. Um, Pac-To-The-Future. No! God, why didn't they
1: call it Pac-To-The-Future? They should have,
0: but what it's called is Pack in time which is good too.
1: Nah, mine,
0: mine's better. Yeah, Pack to the Future is better. Pack to the Future is the, the, the possibly, ultimate. Possibly we get them sued, but you know what? <laughs> <laughs> worth it. Totally worth <laughs> it. <laughs> it <laughs> Namco. It, worth it. All right, and last question. All right,
1: you are winning at this stage. Question number Does ten. It leave it? Even it up, or um, or you win.
0: Now this, you can just take a wild ass guess, a wild ass stab in the dark on this one. Actually. Okay. All right. Name the esteemed video game developer that published Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure for NES. Oh,
1: um, LJN, I suppose. Ding, 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 ding. All right.
0: (laughs) Points for you. (laughs) Okay, <laughs> just stop <all>
1: I, <laughs> I couldn't remember for sure Of course because I don't remember every goddamn developer mm. Just that cheeky grin on your face made me think Because we were talking about LJ and earlier on in the podcast uh-huh, so.
0: uh-huh.
1: Okay, five all there I'm uh, possibly not as um, Temporally mi- minded as
0: you think I am That's right, but you're still passed That's okay. a pass, I think
1: um, So why don't you go in and delete all the documents From the Gunner Geek Network That's right, let me just take care of that right now <laughs>
0: I dare you to. I fucking dare you. <laughs> uh, that was funny. Um, I laughed. Speaking of the to get Network, I see. Oh, segue. <laughs> a great segue from you know, talking about how I deleted all, all the promo reads to this br- brilliant segue to promo reads. <laughs> so smooth. Uh, Seamless. It's smooth like a baby's ass. Uh, there are shows on the Gunny Geek Network like ours.
1: Yes, that's that's a network that we're a part of. Maybe like one day we should just like read up our own, yeah, like our own, uh, like promo read. We should say you should check these guys out; they're awesome.
0: <laughs> Maybe we should actually because ours is the top of the list. Okay, yeah, do it. I dare you to. <laughs> Suggesting that no one else has released a podcast episode for a Fortnite. <laughs> Or nobody's game to put anything in there because you're fucking stupid. So they've just created, so just created a, new, a new Google Doc. They haven't told me. This is my sandbox for me to play in while they. <laughs> read, read out our promo right, read. What is right. our promo read? What is our current Well, promo you read? see, there's this show called Game Life Balance Australia. I don't Hate know. It, it sounds like probably of low quality from the sound of it Dodgy. The name fucking is dodge. too long, it would make a bad URL. Yep. Um, episode 86 of this so-called podcast is called Worsera Podcasting. And the promo copy reads thusly. Okay. Fast food is great and there is nothing at all wrong with it, either ethically or morally or even for your health. It is truly beyond reproach. <laughs> and so in honor of the modern miracle that is fast food, AC and Rob reviewed not one, but two video games about some very popular Japanese fast food restaurants. The Curry House Coco Ichibanya and the Beef Bowl Joint Yoshinoya, how much fun is it to play a video game where you work in a fast food restaurant? You'll have to tune in to find out. The answer to that little conundrum. <laughs> End promo copy. Awesome. Uh, so if you like- know what ours is, one of the better promo reads on there. I like to think so. That sounds more exciting. How could
1: you? How could someone else read one of these and not be interested in our show? I know. I right? tell you why because nobody reads them out.
0: No, because everyone just skips over ours because they hate us. Yeah. Well. We are the black sheep in the network, that's for sure.
1: (laughs) All right, we hope you've enjoyed listening to Game Life Balance Australia, the Australian edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. You can visit us on the web at (laughs) australia. No, this is a real URL.com. Very long. (laughs) Where you'll find links to our podcast feeds, Mm -hmm. video content links, uh, and our sister show in the US. There is actually a new video up on... Uh, Game Life Balance Australia on YouTube. Ah, very good. Which is about me reviewing the uh, official, and mm-hmm. this ties into our 88th episode, mm-hmm. the official DeLorean Motor Company watch. Ah, brilliant. I actually bought one and got it over, and I like it, and it's cool, mm. and you should watch that. Also, like, I, I've probably talked about it before. But I did a review of a prison Walkman that yes. I got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's still getting a lot of views and a lot of ex-cons coming in there saying, "Oh wow, I had one of those. Wish I'd fucking kept it." <laughs> yeah. Those guys are awesome. Love
0: them. More, more power to you. Yeah, for sure.
1: <laughs> stay on the, stay on the straight and narrow, boys. That's right. Just, just stay straight and fair, right. Uh, the uh, the sister show in the US is back. Uh-huh. Uh, they got an episode. They ripped us off,
0: saying it was a stream of nonsense. They did. That's now we're up suing on the. Uh on the apple podcasts as yeah. well another fine it's podcasting. a good it's a
1: good episode it's a great episode because yeah. they've reneged on <laughs> their
0: whole oh my gosh i just sneezed i'm so sorry oh we have a mute button you asshole oh, i just got boogers all over my fingers <laughs> oh, gr- oh god oh god gross <laughs> you fuck he's wiping it on his scarf <laughs> in an attempt to like stifle
1: my sneeze i just made everything a lot worse God, it's all over his shoes and the table and his phone. God, that's what you get for having a big fucking schnoz, I suppose.
0: It's like that scene from Ghostbusters. I feel funky. You know the one. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. Uh, Thank
1: you for listening to the show. Thanks for listening. And if you want to see Rob's boogers, please follow at GLB Australia. (laughs) That's the only thing that he posts up there now. It's rather disturbing. I'm at ProdTelly. Proudly doing more Lum content, and uh, no, that's about it these days. No, I, I do occasionally tweet out video, video game content as well. Hmm. And uh, please uh, rate us positively. Ra 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 We know you. if you haven't done it by now, you know you're not going to do it.
0: Just give us some stars, goddamn it, ain't hard. Yeah,
1: do it. 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 Go on, murder them. <laughs>